Blog Talk Radio. Hello, it is Saturday at 2 p.m. on June 25th, and you are listening to Journey into Passion with me, Anike S., on the Everyday Folks Radio Blog Network. I am so happy to have my second interview today with the amazing Narissa Street. If you would like to speak to Narissa or myself, please call us at 347-539-5372, or you can email me at anikepassionjourney at gmail.com. I want to say congratulations to Billy Jones, who celebrated his six-month anniversary of the Everyday Folks Blog Radio Network last Sunday. I really enjoyed the Q&A he had, and I encourage my listeners to check out the playback. And you can check it out at theblogtalkradio.com slash everydayfolksradio. Make sure you check it out soon because it's not always going to be available. I think it's going to be available for another week. You can hear Billy interview some incredible people on his show, BJ Speaks, on the Everyday Folks Radio every Sunday at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Tomorrow, he's going to have a variety show. And Billy will be discussing important topics of the day and so much more. You don't want to miss it. Also, please make sure to tune in to Everyday Folks Radio's A Daily Dose of K-Pop. This show provides an interesting look into Korean pop culture. You don't want to miss the next episode, episode which airs on Friday, July 8th, at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Now, on Thursday, I announced my 90-day jumpstart challenge toward the great health. My dear friend, Dr. Cindy Milligan, and I embarked on this new weight loss journey, and I want to include my blog subscribers, Facebook friends, and you to join us. In addition to the challenge, there will be contests and prizes that will include a free 30-minute consultation, Two 30-minute sessions with a trainer and additional prizes will be announced very soon. Please go to my website at anikamadison.com. That is A-N-I-K-A madison.com. Then go to your progression and find out more about this 90-day Jumpstart Challenge. And then make sure you tune in on my next show on July 9th when I'm going to have even more information. At this time, I want to send some special shout-outs. First, I want to thank my first client ever, Capri Johnson of Black Tongue Clothing. I'm really excited to be working with you, and you can see more about her and how we're working together on my blog at anikmadison.com. And you can also visit her website at blacktongueclothing.bigcartel.com. Capri has a special offer, and what I've done is on, on, under the information about Capri, underneath the interview that I have with Capri, um, I have uh, a special uh, giveaway. And so all you have to do is read the information, go to her website under the contact information, and she has agreed to, to uh, give some, some T-shirts. And there's going to be one T-shirt free of charge, and then there's going to be two others where you can get half off but either, either way, as long as you're in the United States, you won't have to pay shipping and handling. So make sure you check that out. And now, shout out to Joan Dempsey of the Revised with, Conf- with Confidence Facebook group. I want to thank Joan for allowing me to join the group 
And I want to thank Joan, for the, Joan and the group's members for sharing such helpful information. You can find out more about Joan at Joan Dempsey. That's J-O-A-N Dempsey.com. Shout out to Jeff Goins, who created the group My 500 Words, which helped me reinvigorate my writing. To learn more about him, go to Goins, G-O-I-N-S, writer.com. And shout out to my short story group, Writers Hangout, on the LinkedIn, on the LinkedIn website for helping me to up my game when it comes to writing short stories. I really enjoy being a part of this group. And now for my grateful moment. People don't have to help you, especially when they have a lot going on in their own lives. That's why I am so grateful to have people like Billy Jones, Leslie Green Major, who you, who you will be meeting on my next show on July 9th, my sister friend and first interview, Nabandia Shea Shepherd Hood, whom I'm excited to learn has had a wonderful opportunity presented to her as a result of being on my show. And I am so, so grateful for my special guest today, author, playwright, performer, and story expert, Nerissa Street. Nerissa Street took a chance on me, and I'm working hard to make sure that I earn that chance. Today, I will do two things. First, I will be interviewing this multi-talented lady who, in October of 2015, I asked to connect with her because of her No More Starving Artists movement and reading all about the amazing things that she is doing. And I wanted, to, I wanted to do those things as well. One of the most important things for me is to align myself with great people who are successful in areas that I am pursuing. And I am so excited to have my second interview with the amazing Nerissa, Nerissa Street. <laughs> and then on my next segment, I will have a writer's circle discussion. That will include Nerissa and my other special guests who you will meet shortly. If you would like to speak to Nerissa or myself, please call 347-539-5372 or email me at anikapassionjourney at gmail.com, A-N-I-K-A, passionjourney at gmail.com. And now for the interview. Hello, Nerissa. Hi. <laughs> I'm so excited you're here. <laughs> okay, let's dive in. Yes. Please tell our listeners about Nerissa. Oh, my Lord. Well, uh, no pressure. But um, <laughs> so here's what you can, you can, first of all, my name is Narissa Street. Um, if you wanted to follow up with me at some point, you can reach me at beyourownanswer.com. Um, but the best way that I can tell you to tell about me is um, I'm someone who just loves stories. And because I like stories, um, I've found myself in the midst of communities. Community gathers um, around a really well-told story. Um, I'm also someone who's very passionate about education. And I'm someone who very, very strongly believes that with the right education, you can do anything. You know, everybody that, that I see in the world around me is capable of, of doing so much. And so because I'm someone who loves story and loves community, I found that telling well-told stories engage people, inspire people. And um, that love of story, that love of people has taken me really across the world. Um, I am very grateful that you found 
something inspirational about my journey. And it's really just working with people um, and, and getting an, an opportunity to, to see the best in people and, and inspire that in people is what, what inspires me. Um, you know, I have a long list of people that I could be very grateful to. Um, in my school, um, you know, my, my, uh, I took two types of uh, schooling. It was a, in the business school, and I was also in a theater school. And my teachers there um, really saw something interesting in me and, 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 and encouraged it. Um, I have a really strong spiritual community. Um, I'm a member of the Universal Truth Center for Better Living. I'm a licensed spiritual teacher there. Um, and everyone there, um, from my spiritual mother, uh, Reverend Mary Tumkin, to my spiritual father, um, Charles Taylor, um, have encouraged me to ignite and, and to live by the divine spark in me. And I see that spark in everyone else. Um, I have a very, very supportive family. I mean, I stand on the shoulders of so many amazing people. My mother is really one of the strongest people that I know. Um, she's also one of the uh, one of the most resilient and one of the most poised people that I know. Um, and um, I, I find myself inspired by her every day. Um, just. I just live in a community of really amazing people, and I, I don't take that for granted. So, um, you know, I, I really think that I'm, I'm, I, I live in a in a an atmosphere of grace. And so, when you reached out, you know, um, you reminded me of of myself and how how I just want an opportunity to work, um, and just so that you know the world can be better. So, um, you know, I'm grateful to you as well. Oh, thank oh, you. Awesome. Yeah. Okay, my lovely producer, Shanette, I have a producer today. <laughs> uh, she has told me she, we have a caller, so let's see. Caller, are you there? Let's try one more time. Let's see what we got. This is exciting. I like calls. Okay, well, so... Okay, maybe yeah. just maybe you're just listening in. If, and if you are, I want to thank you so much for listening in. And if you have any questions or any comments, please email me at anikapassionjourney at gmail dot com. All righty. So next question for the lovely Melissa. I mentioned no more stra- starving artists movement at the beginning. Please tell us more about that. Sure, sure, sure. So um, when I, I first started, and you know, I, I think. This is something you talked about it being a movement. Um, I don't think anybody anywhere has an idea that they're going to start something that becomes a movement. I think they just see a problem and find themselves urged to to help solve it. So when I was working for Barnes and Noble um, as a community relations manager, I don't know that a lot of those positions exist anymore, but. Um, a community relations manager is a person who organizes all of the authors and all of the events and things like that that happen at um, a place like Barnes & Noble. So I was a community relations manager, and um, I had an opportunity to have all of these great, um, you know, famous authors come through my store and meet them and talk with them, and et cetera. But what was also great about that is I wanted to extend that opportunity to the local artists and authors in my area. 
And so I would invite them in, um, poets, um, you know, local authors, things like that. And they would come to me um, prepared for the event, but not prepared for the after effects of the event. Mm. So you've got um, an audience who has heard your poem and now is like, well, where do I hear more of you? And they're like, uh. <laughs> and they don't have business cards and they don't have websites. And, you know, some of them would have a book but wouldn't have enough copies of the book. Um, or even worse, we'd have authors who were um, at that time self-publishing wasn't necessarily that big of a thing. And so a lot of, um, of the vanity presses, as they were called back in the past, were taking advantage of authors who didn't know any better. Mm-hmm. And so they'd come to the store and they would present me with a book and say, I'd like to have a signing in your store. And the book wouldn't have a barcode. And if you know anything about books, I can't sell a book without a barcode. And they had no idea, and they spent thousands of dollars. And I would have I, – I, there was one year that, like, I was just breaking hearts left and right, and that was the year that I was like, oh, this is, I'm, I'm, I'm over this. So, and it was horrible because they had these great ideas. They wanted to get a message out there. They wanted to change their community. They wanted to help somebody. They just wanted to tell a story. And I was a gatekeeper and I didn't have any keys for them, mm. you know. And so um, I realized that I wanted to, to help them. And I realized that it was the same problems that kept, it didn't matter if it was an author, a poet, um, a, a, a musician, because I'd have musicians in the store, things like that. They all had the same problems. They weren't prepared for success. They hadn't done enough research. They, they went it alone, you know. And so... Um, so I just started to do a little bit of research on it, started to see the same pattern, and decided that let me try to put some resources together for them. And um, the idea came to me um, that everybody was, that I would talk to about this was saying to me, well, artists are supposed to start. Like, that's just how it goes. And I was like, no, that doesn't make any sense. You approach your art like a business. You know, a, a doctor doesn't graduate, and then all of a sudden he's got patients. He's got to set up a practice. He's got to advertise. It's the same thing, you know. And and so it's a matter of the doctor has his skill and his affinity in medicine, but in order to survive as a doctor, he has to just learn some business. That's just how it goes. Same thing with an accountant. It's not that they have a natural affinity for these things. It's just you need to survive, yeah. you need to thrive. Yeah. And there are just certain things that you're just going to have to put under your belt. Yeah. And so um, I just started out with that and just giving that kind of information. Everybody thought I was crazy. <laughs> and it, because it's just been such a, a, a big um, paradigm, you know, and that's what I love about going back to who I am. That's what I love about storytelling. Yeah. Storytelling allows you to create a brand new world. And when you create this world, people step into it and see new possibilities. So I started to tell stories about artists who had broken that paradigm. And then people started to open their minds to it. And that was where it all started. It was like, okay, no, but I've seen artists. And, and of course, I got pushback because people thought, well, no, you know, this is just how it's supposed to be. Um, but you just keep telling the story. Because if you believe in it, 
you're the one who's going to bring it to life. So you just keep telling the story. And so I told the story everywhere. I started in Barnes & Noble and then realized that I was a little too big in mind for Barnes & Noble and, and moved from that. And I had all kinds of bumpy roads because, you know, when you are changing paradigms, it, it's not easy. You have to be strong in your belief first before you, or because everybody's going to say everything else to you. Um, I went to, uh, this story is the funniest for me, I went to a major organization in uh, Miami that was, you know, an arts-run organization that I felt would catch the vision. And so I, I pitched it to them. I said, you know, hey, let me run a series of workshops called the No More Starving Artists Workshop. The executive director sat down and looked at me as if I had had three horns growing out of the side of my head. Wow. He brought in one of his board members and said, and I can't, I, I kid you not with this. He brought in one of his board members. He said, you got to come listen to this, right? And so the board member sat down, and I thought she was actually listening to me, like, intently. And then she laughed at the end. And... I just, like, and, and it was only grace that allowed me not to get up and, like, be like, you all are crazy and leave. Like, but the, the end of it, he said to me, you know what? We can't have a workshop like yours here. It will make a lot of people angry. And, and I said, okay. And so then I left. And this was in Miami, and I came into Broward County, and found an arts organization. I will always say their name because they're amazing, the Art and Culture Center of Hollywood. And a person was working there by the name of Tiffany Hill. Um, she's since moved on to something else. But um, I pitched it to Tiffany Hill. Tiffany said, it's about time somebody's had this conversation. And she gave me some space to do the workshop. And so I started to do the workshops. And I'll tell you, I think I had two people in the first workshop. And um, I did not care. It was like two people. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, and, and, and there's this, this really great story um, for your um, listeners who may have a spiritual background. Um, there's this really great story about um, Elijah and, and where uh, there was a drought and that they were looking for rain and Elijah just knew that rain was coming. And so they were all like, you're crazy. And he's like, prepare, the rain is coming. And he sent out, he kept sending out servants to look for clouds because the rain is coming. And finally a servant came back and said, you know, there's a cloud the size of my fist. Here it is. <laughs> you know? And so I was like, those two people were that tiny cloud. I said, it, I got it. There yeah. we go. Yeah. And so we started to talk about, you know, what it meant to be a starving artist and what kind of identity you're taking on for yourself. And so we started to tell, I started to help people transform mm. their personal story. Mm. Because as an artist, you have to take on that identity. So that's a story that you tell about yourself. Mm. That as, a, as an artist, I, I'm not going to be able to afford things. Or as an artist, I'm going to have to struggle. Yeah, there's going to be a, a, a internal struggle because you're wrestling with the divine gift, mm -hmm. <laughs> which is always you know, ineffable, which is always something that you kind of grasp onto, but you don't get it all right, fine. But at the same time, you don't have to be, you know, um, under your bed, you know, with, uh, you know, weeping and gnashing your teeth. You know, I, I, you can have a beautiful life as an mm -hmm. artist. 
Um, you don't need to, to, and a lot of artists have this thing that in order for me to make my best work, I have to be tortured, mm. you know, and so then that's what your life looks like. Your life looks tortured. You have these horrible relationships. You're almost there, and then it's it snatched, the glory snatched away from you, yeah. and it's a story that you tell about yourself, yeah. and then that becomes your life story, yeah. you know, so, um, so after we had those, those first, that was my first cloud, um, one of the workshops was attended by the grants administrator at Broward County Cultural Division because he'd heard about it. He's like, what is this? So he came and he listened and he says, you have to help me with something. And that was, again, the cloud. You know, first it was those like two or three people at the workshop who loved the workshop, who told people, who then brought people. And then he was like, you have to help me with something. And so um, he brought me in. Um, he introduced me to the uh, Broward County Cultural Division. Now that's a, uh, a, a division that is um, run under the auspices of um, the Broward County Commission. And so um, all of a sudden I was on a commission, a county commission, and a board of the cultural affairs. Wow. And um, they heard me talk, and they were like, oh, my God. And I was like, yeah, this is, you know, we, we have to be, be able to do this. Like, we, 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 can't, we can't just live from grant to grant. Like, we have to start taking control and ownership of our lives. And so I started, I was on a committee um, that brought this whole program to Broward County. So, um, so yeah, it's, it's, been a, it's been a very interesting, uh, that was a longer story than I thought it was going to be, but... Uh, <laughs> It, uh, yeah, it's been a bit very interesting ride. Um, Jim Shermer, you know, I like to call people fans mm -hmm. um, because, um, not to name drop, but because I'm grateful. Yes. Um, you know, I, 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 for him to see the, the possibility, mm -hmm. you know, and then we just ignited that, that committee. Um, we started something called the Artists Entrepreneur Institute, mm -hmm. and that actually was a program again, being the cloud, that little tiny cloud, mm -hmm. that program had been started in Cleveland. Mm -hmm. Because in Cleveland now, there was, a, there was the same kind of mindset that, wait a second, you know, artists contribute to the community. Right. They're not a drain on the community. And so they were looking for a satellite site, and Broward was like, we are one of them. Yeah. And so that program has been run, I think, for like nine years now. Wow. Um, See, now this is why... I, you call yourself a story expert because you you know how to tell us, and that that is amazing. That is amazing. And tell us a little bit more about being a story expert. Okay. Well, um, I have uh, I have a degree in theater, um, but before the degree in theater, um, I was telling stories from I was five years old, um, and so being a story expert has a. a it comes from a few places. Number one, I, I have um, the expertise in it um, because of the years and years of, of experience with it. But that specifically means that I know how to help people tell their story in an empowering way. And so not just you as an individual helping you transform your story because I trust me, you can tell me any element of your story that you think is horrific and I can help you retell it in the way that you are the hero. Wow. And so that is the way that you have to approach your life if you plan to do anything of impact. 
because every part of who you are, every experience that you've had is meant to arm you with the capability to take on your next experience. And so if we look at everything that has happened to us and we think, oh, my God, why did that happen to me? Then you, you lose the bigger picture. There's something coming yeah. that this has meaning for. But we, we look at our stories and they're so, we're so close to them. Yeah. Same thing with a business. A business that, and I, and I choose my clients. So a business that means that, that has a, a reason to make an impact is somebody who's going to want to work with me. Because you're in business for a reason. That reason needs to be told to your audience so that your audience understands why they need to spend their money with them. One of um, somebody that I worked with a, a, a few years ago, um, she um, had cancer. She's a young person and had cancer, found out that she, she had cancer, um, and realized that it was the product. When she had done some research, she realized that it was the beauty product that she was using mm. that was causing, um, it was what she called feeding the cancer, wow. right? Yeah. And so, you know, I hate to use the word causing, but feeding the cancer is how she puts it. And so when she realized that and realized that it was jeopardizing her ability to have a child, um, she, of course, changed things and started an organic line of, of products. Wow. And so when we were talking, I realized that I knew about her company, but I didn't know about her story. And I, when we started to talk, and, she, and, and I said, that's your story? <laughs> Why is that not what you lead with? <laughs> I'm like, there are so many women who are trying to make those choices, and there's so many women who are, have that as a concern, and your product, it's, it's a beautiful product. I mean, she, she packages it well like you love, you just want to pick up the bottle. Um, and so I said, but why aren't you leading with that story? And she's like, you know, I didn't think about that. And so now, everywhere you see her, she's telling that story, and she has been picked she's picked up everywhere. Wow. She's now part of like these beauty packages, you know, like those, those boxes oh, that right. you get, right? Yes. And, but you, your story is what's going to attract the right people to you. Right. So, so think about that, not just for businesses, not just for people who are a person, you know, just individuals, but think about like nonprofits and causes. Absolutely. If you're telling the story in a way where there is no hope, and, you know, these children, you know, will not, will starve by tomorrow and things like that. Who is going to want to help you? Because it's a lost cause. Yeah. But if you're telling people that we can make a difference, mm. this is, you know, your contribution, your time, your money, your resource, your voice will help us change something. Mm. People want to be heroes. People are heroes. So it's a matter of, of reminding them that. And so there's just a few ways that we can, we can shape any story. Mm -hmm. And I love doing it. So I will, I will, I'm very passionate about that. Wow. That is awesome. Yeah. Now you see why I love this one. <laughs> I mean, really. If you are just tuning in, you're listening to my interview with Narissa Street on Journey into Passion with me, Anika S., on Everyday Folks Blog Radio Network. If you'd like to speak to Narissa, please call us at 347-539-5372 or email me 
at anikapassionjourney at gmail.com. That's A-N-I-K-A passionjourney at gmail.com. Now, we have had such a great uh, conversation that I'm definitely going to have this lady back because we, we have a lot more to talk about. Wow. So now I'm going I'm to turn an, a corner here, and I'm going to begin the writer's circle discussion. And I am going to bring in another lovely lady. Her name is Shanette Dean. And I'm going to let Shanette tell you who she is. Shanette? Um, well, Shanette Dean is an educator, an artist, a lover, a traveler, a traveler <laughs> um, and someone who likes to laugh and enjoy life and write. Awesome. And she's a great writer. We just had a little session earlier where Nerissa gave us a writing prompt, and each one of us had to write, just write for yeah. 10 minutes. It was awesome. And let me tell you, you're not ready. She's awesome. So, and I, I, the, the, what these ladies came up with within 10 minutes, y'all ain't ready. Okay. So let's get into it. Now, I have basically been writing my entire life. As a teenager, I began creating music videos to songs of my favorite um, music artists, Michael Jackson, nice. um, New Edition, Lionel Richie. I just started creating. I actually still remember the video that I created for this Lionel Richie song. Okay, so we have to see that. You're going to have to post it now. Yeah, I'm going to have to post it now, right? And so, um, Lionel, if you're listening, hey. No. <laughs> well, you know. Yeah, you know. Say hello. And so... <laughs> But I didn't, write, I didn't write anything down until I became an adult, which is the craziest thing. So in 2005, I began writing my first book, and I basically wrote my hurt because it was, it was a tough year for me. Mm-hmm. And um, so that's how I actually got started, actually physically writing. I didn't finish the book because life got in the way. We all know how that goes. But I'm going gonna, but I'm gonna to go back to it. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, you've got a great Thank you. Now, what, what she's not saying, Uh-oh. Um, Uh-oh. Here we what go. she's not saying, folks, is that um, Anike here has her own fantastic story, which she shared with a little bit uh, with us today during this writing session that I facilitated. And um, you're not ready for her story, <laughs> so um, we can't wait. We're we're sitting here, we're holding the we're holding the high <laughs> high space for her and for everybody who is a writer who has a great story that that needs to get out. Um, but she has a great story as well, and so um, yeah. Now you not only do you have to do the Lionel Richie one, um, but you definitely, um, we, we definitely all of you who are listening in, and those who do who will listen later. Um, I want you to help hold Anike to 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 this yes. telling her yes, story. Ma'am. Okay, and the Lionel Richie video is Love Will Find a Way, so it's out there now. Uh, okay, <laughs> that's the song, right? Okay, so Miss Larissa. Mm-hmm. How did you get started on your writing career? Okay, well, um, as I said before, I've, I've written since I was like six. My mother will tell everybody that she would come home and I'd be like writing on napkins and stuff like that because I just, I just love stories. Like it, it just opened my mind to all kinds of possibilities. And so um, she just gave me a notebook one day. She's like, here, this is where you're supposed to write. And so... I mean, and that's the thing, like, for most, I, I, I you know, I, I hope if you have any parents who are listening, if your child keeps doing something, um, instead of punishing them, like, 
figure that out. You know, like it's, it's even if it's inappropriate, if I was writing on the walls and I did write on the walls, um, then, you know, instead of like hitting the child or, you know, like figure that there's a theme there. Yeah. And so my mom figured that there was a theme, and so she's like, this is where that's supposed to happen. Yeah. And so um, so I've just been writing ever since, and um, I love it. Um, I love blog writing. Um, I do grant writing. Um, now story, you know, I do story script writing. Um, we're actually in the middle of a 48-hour film project. I just wrote a script for that right before we had our writing <laughs> session here. Um, so it's, you know, you just find opportunities to write. Um, I've actually been published in a couple of books. Um, one of them is Women of Color Pray. Um, that was a wonderful opportunity. Um, and I was part of a, a, a large group of people who uh, reinterpreted the Lord's Prayer into wow. modern-day um, language. So wow. it, was a great, it was a great opportunity. Um, and the name of the editor is escaping me right, Crystal Jackson. Um, so uh, that was published uh, several years ago now. Um, and so, you know, you just take every opportunity to write. And, um, so now I do grant writing, I do script writing, um, I'm a teacher, so I do playwriting as well. Um, and, and I look forward to sharing, uh, those stories in whatever way, um, they come. Because, of course, now I'm working on a, a project with, uh, some, some girls as well. So yeah. I'm hoping to pass that on yeah. to others too. All right, Ms. Jeanette, you're there. Um, and the question is how it began writing? Yes. Uh, well, when I was younger, I grew up in a household with a little sister, mm. and I don't know if you guys know how that is, but uh, I was definitely afraid of writing, like, in a journal or anything, because I knew we discovered and used it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord, yeah. So okay. I avoided writing um, on paper, but I did, one thing that I did when I was younger, I'd record people's stories, but kind of edit them, and, and rework them, so I'd ask a question away from them and then have them answer it, oh, and then when okay. I played it back, it was like, you know, are you in love with Jason? And the person was like, yes, I don't know. So I've always done that sort of thing, or like I choreographed dances for myself and my sisters and my cousins, and I think in some ways that was telling a story, um, but I didn't start to, to, to write right until high school. Um, I was uh, part of a collective um, okay. that put on the Black History Play at my school okay. um, under Miss Scott, who I ran into a few months ago, which was nice. <laughs> um, but I, I wrote um, an interpretation of The Little Rock Nine that we called The Ernest Green Story. Hmm. We recruited some actors, and nice. they, um, they did it for the school, and that was wow. really, that was a nice wow. opportunity. Okay, you, you're beginning to see why I want to sit with these ladies, right? Oh, my goodness. Okay, you know what? I want to go back because you mentioned something about the girls, so got to tell us about the girls. Oh, okay, yeah. So what she's talking about is a program that I started called Girls Call the Shots. And back to what I was talking about, telling your stories in an empowering way, um, I happen to be now a teacher of theater and story, of course. And um, the girls that I teach, the stories that they're telling themselves based on what they're watching in the media um, is horrifying. We really cannot 
underestimate the power and the influence of things that are online and mm-hmm. things that are on TV and things that are in the movies. Uh, we play around with it because we're adults, and so we have the ability to filter. Um, but students, children, what they see is what they will be, right? And so the stories that they start to tell about who they are um, are based on what they see reflected to them. Um, you know, there's a, this conversation about, um, so, uh, environment, nature versus nurture, right? And so every child comes with uh, the ability to be empowered and, and to be bright and smart and, and witty and capable, right? But depending on where, what they're seeing and what they see modeled and what they see looking like them, they will copy that and mimic it. Okay, so this organization that I called Girls Call the Shot has everything to do with allowing girls the opportunity to tell the stories as opposed to just watching the stories. Love it. When you give the kids an opportunity to tell their stories. They begin to trust the stuff that comes up from within them. They begin to want to put themselves in various different opportunities and environments. And when they then see this thing on screen, then they start to to see their own value. So um, I said all of that. That's kind of the philosophy behind it. But let me tell you, listeners, what the program specifically is. So Girls Call the Shots is a film and media mentorship lab for teen girls. And so what we do is um, for whatever period of time you will allow me to be with your teenage girls, um, I will be teaching them how to uh, tell stories visually. So whether by film, whether um, digitally, whether with Snapchat, whether with Instagram, and that's so very important because what's going on is that your girls right now are are creating identities for themselves online that they're going to have to live up to in the future. And and so, you know, a lot of people are like, well, let me, let me just not show my child anything or let me just not take them offline. And so they're looking at their friends online and they're thinking that they need to be like their friends online or they're following interesting people on Snapchat who are telling them all these kinds of things. And if you're wondering why your girls are now saying things that you didn't teach them, it's because they're watching these things. And they're not just watching them on TV with you or they're not just watching them in the movies with you. They're watching them with their friends. And, and they're being mesmerized by these things. Mm-hmm. So when we teach the kids how to make the images, how to tell the stories, they then start to understand that these stories are fake, that these images are fake, that these things are not necessarily the truth. And so when they get that, then they start to trust them and they start to tell stories that look a little bit more representative of who they really are. Awesome. That is incredible. All right. Now, if you are just tuning in, I am talking to Narissa Street and Shanette Dean, and we are having a a writer's circle discussion, but at the same time, we're all talking about life. And if you'd like to talk to us, you can call 347 539 5372 or email 
anikapassionjourney at gmail.com. That's A-N-I-K-A, passionjourney at gmail.com. Now, if you don't get your questions in, don't worry. At At the end of the show, I'll be giving the email again, and I will make sure that on the next show we start talking to you. Oh, we have a call. Let's see if we can get them. Hello. Yes, I'm here. Can you hear me? Hello. I I can hear you. Yes. Well, hello. This is Sylvia M. Excited. Um, This is for Narissa. Hi. How are you? Fine, thank you. Your story and what you're saying was so exciting and so interesting and so unique. I'm like, I, I was hoping that you'd have time to get a topic, get a story, and tell us how you turn it into a powerful story. Because now I need to know how that works, because that's a gift that everybody can't do. And okay. so, Nikkei, if you can have her back and we can just hear her make a story impactful, that's awesome. Um, oh, okay. Do you do, so, you do this or perform, you know, for... You know, would you do something like this for organizations, or you just do this in a private setting only, when you make a story, uh, someone else's story, a powerful story? Oh, that's that's such a great question. First, first of all, Sylvia, so much thank you so much for calling in. And mm-hmm. um, funny enough, I just did that for an organization. Um, it was their leadership team, and mm-hmm. um, they're taking their organization into a new direction. And so I took the leadership team through a storytelling exercise, very active. They were moving around the room and moving around the building, actually, um, doing this storytelling. They, um, the, they were so strongly impacted by how the story that they didn't even know that existed in that, in that space, um, they now are, we're working together with them now to create a new marketing campaign for the organization so that people understand exactly what kind of value the organization brings to the South Florida area. Um, but I would be happy, Sylvia, what I would be happy to do is if you give me a story um, or if any one of your, your listeners, um, Anike, gives me a story that they need to see transformed and they're willing to go through the process, um, then I'm more than happy to, um, you know, have be back on another show and we can go through that process. That's, it, it's something that you've, um, first, you've got to trust me and trust that I'm not here to um, to take you any place that is a bad place. And so that's that's the first thing. If you trust where I'm going, then you'll step into the world that I'm going to help you create because it's really it's really your world. So it's it's not me like okay I, I'm taking a story and 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 changing it. It's a matter of I'm seeing something that other people can't quite see yet. And so all I'm doing is I'm taking my glasses and giving them to you. And wow. so you're, you're, it's your story. It's there. I just want to give you my eyes. And so I'm, what I'm just going to do is ask you a couple of questions um, and then just push a little bit to see that, that there is some amazing possibility in what every story you tell me. And it, it, it's rough sometimes because I've heard some really, really good stories. Um, and, and where I take people, sometimes they're not willing to go, but hmm. the possibility for good is, exists in every story. Oh, that is awesome. Wow, wow. 
Well, so, yeah, Anike, so, yeah, yeah, we won't take any more of your time because I know you're on the air, but if we can we put a comma there and see if we can follow yes. through, that would be just most awesome. Uh, thank, thank, thank you. Thank you so much for calling in and, and asking such a great question. That's awesome. Thank uh, you. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Wow. All right. Excellent, excellent. Oh, this is such a great show. I am I am so upset that we only have 15 more minutes. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to jump into what's coming up so that we can make sure that you know what's coming up and, and you tune in. Um, and first, a few thank yous, um, not only to these lovely ladies that are sitting here with me today, but I also want to have a, say a big thank you to Sheila Gilmore, President CEO of Gilmore Marketing Group, they gave me uh, another ch- an, an, another opportunity to work in the marketing area. I want to thank the Beta Chapter of the National Distinction Society for the 2000, 2016 Distinction Star Award, Star Award for Leadership and Innovation. And thank you to my friend Dr. Billy Jones for honor for the nomination. I really appreciate it. The dinner was amazing, and I want to thank. Uh, Sandy Walker of the Gospel Truth, Mighty Gospel Truth magazine, who gave me an opportunity to, to write in her magazine. And you can catch um, my next article in her July issue, and that is the uh, Miami-based The Gospel Truth magazine. And I do believe we have another caller. This is exciting. Hello, are you there? Hello. 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 You're, you're on the air. Can you Hi, hear Nikkei, it's Cindy. Yes. That is my friend, Dr. Cindy Milligan. You are going to be hearing her in August. She is fabulous, and she is the one that is doing the Jumpstart Challenge with me. Awesome. awesome. So, talk to us. I'm, <laughs> I'm jumping and starting. Hey, this is a great show, and um, I wanted the, the caller who was before me, I wanted to jump on that bandwagon. But I want to jump on the bandwagon with Narissa for marketing. Okay. Because so, I have um, a really, Go ahead. I have a, I have a really great story okay. yeah, that I want to be able to tell, and I, all that I'm studying and reading now says that great marketing be, begins now with a great story. And I like what that you is, said about, about telling your story on social media. Yeah, um, that is absolutely – well, first of all, Cindy, um, thanks for calling. That is absolutely the truth. And I think um, there's, there's an element to that, and I've been, I've been considering doing a, a class on story, um, but there's an element to that uh, with marketing. A lot of people like to tell a story, and, you know, of course, that's where the trends are, but a lot of people aren't telling the right story right? Mm. And so when they're not telling the right story, you'll find, and you'll know you're not telling the right story because you don't get the right audience. So you'll find that if you have a really great product to sell um, or you're, you're, you're giving a service that impacts the community, like Anike was talking about your service, um, right. if you find that you are telling people about it and you have to convince them, to, to invest in it, or when they when they're you talking to them about it, and you tell them the price, and they're like, oh well, uh, you know, and then they're umming and they're awing. That means you, you don't have the right audience, and so a lot of people 
tell stories and they're just not telling them well or they're not telling the right part of the story or they're telling the story in the wrong time or to the wrong person. And so um, I, I love where you're going as far as with the marketing and I, I want to know, especially if, you know, if, if you're, you're having some sort of great challenge like that, I want to know that the right people are benefiting from, from what it is that you're doing. So, you know, I'm more than happy to talk again. I guess I guess we're going to do another show. <laughs> I guess it's yeah. right, two more shows, three more shows. Yeah, but you know what we can do? What's the great thing is that if you let people know when I'm coming, I am more than happy to prep. So if if you have like uh, if you have a, a, a limit of like five people who quote unquote are VP for the show, if they send in their questions in advance, I'm more than happy to give them very targeted story um, consultation or story. You know, I'm I'm very happy to do that, which is, you know, um, that's actually what I'm going to be doing with my uh, girls when we do our, our Girls Call the Shot session in July. Um, I I love, you know, the opportunities that I have to do that for adults, but also, you know, to, to get that mindset in kids early, too. So, yeah, so Cindy, thank you so much for the question. Yeah, that's great, and I love what you're doing with because I started doing some workshops with young girls to get them to express themselves vocally because my business is a vocal arts institute. So, um, you know, they have a lot of um, challenges, and sometimes they don't want to talk about them, but maybe if they write a song about it, write a poem, do some kind of, you know, skit or act with friends, then they're able to express themselves in uh, in ways that get it out, and then they're not kind of bottled up with it. But they don't really, you know, some of them are shy, and they don't really just want to talk to another person, but they would express it in other creative ways. Yeah. And and that definitely, I'd love to hear more about that program at, at some point, and maybe um, you know, my program is starting in July um, at the Broward Library. Maybe there's a, a possibility that, you know, we can have you, you come and do a session with uh, the girls that we have. And then we're also um, – I've also uh, secured some um, partnerships and things like that for 2017 as well. So I definitely would love, um, you know, of course, offline or off the, off the show to talk a little bit more with you about it because I, I love the fact that you're doing that too. Yeah, it's great. It's great fun too, and they have fun with it. Awesome. So, yes, Thank I'm you. definitely willing for that. So, Anike, if you can help us make that connection, I would greatly appreciate oh, it. I we'll will. be talking. I will. Yeah. I will. Thank you. That is that is great. See, this is this is part of what this show is about, great connections yes. with great people. This is awesome. Thank I love it. And you are the great person who's put it all together. This is very great. Oh, thank you. Thank yeah. you. Awesome. And you, and you great, know, great Cindy, you know, Awesome. And you know, we're going to be talking to you more in August and along the way on our journey. So this is not going to be the last you heard of Cindy. You will be hearing a lot more from her, too. (laughs) Embrace the journey. Have a great day, everybody. You too. Thank you. Oh, my gosh. I'm so excited about this show. This is like (laughs) the best day ever. Okay. So I'm going to talk about more exciting people. But I, I want to get this in. On upcoming shows on July 9th, my next show at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, as always, Leslie Green Major and I will be discussing her upcoming children's book, 
Overcomers Fitness and other projects, like, like myself and these ladies with me, we are doing so many different things. And so I like to talk to people who are doing multiple things, um, just like myself, and who have multiple passions. So that's why I invited Leslie, and then on July 23rd, I invited Joseph Stevens. And he and I will be discussing all of his work, and I'm tired just talking to, to Joe because he is a videographer, a photographer, a fitness coach, a home renovator, on, on, on. I, I don't even know the full list. I don't even know if Joe knows the full list. So, Joe, if you know the full list, let me know what it is. And August is all about launching your own passion. And that's when my girl Cindy, Dr. Cindy Milligan, is going to be back on that show. And then you ever want to, want to know how to launch your own book? Well, I'm going to have an interview with seven-time published author, educator, and life coach, Mr. Stephen Leibowitz. So stay, stay tuned for uh, more information on that very special guest. And I want to thank Mr. Leibowitz for, the, for this great opportunity because um, I'm trying to become a published author, so I love it. And um, in future shows, I'm going to be interviewing uh, very inspiring people like my first client. I'm so excited. From mm-hmm. Pree Johnson of Black Tongue Clothing, whom I, whom I mentioned earlier. Make sure you go to my website at NikkeiMadison.com to check out more about her because I finally, after all these months of, of uh, talking about it, I have something under the category of For You. And that's where you can find information about her and her generosity. Uh, then actress, gifted actress and singer, Demetra Harris, will be joining me, and she is going to be a cast member in a new movie, and she's going to be talking about not only that, but her own productions and other, other work that she's doing. She's a phenomenal woman. And in September is my health and fitness series, which I've already jump-started, but on my September 24th, Mark that down. September 24th is going to be a big show. I'm planning on it being a big show with with surprises and giveaways. And by then, I would have lost, well, let's just say a good amount of weight because I'm going to work it, work it, work it. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I hope that you guys enjoy joining me. All you have to do is go to NikkeiMadison.com. Go to your progression and find out more about this journey. Join me on that 90-day challenge. And let's get healthy because especially those of us who are are busy, we need to get in shape in order to be able to handle all this. So join me on that. And basically I want to let you know I'm adding these various series because I want to bring in others that are following their passions to get different points of view on what to do in order to reach your dreams. And the information that I have I personally offer, it's just based on my own life experiences. It's based on the wisdom that I've gained through those life experiences, and the greatest lessons that I've learned is through the greatest pain that I've had. And so if I can do anything to help you avoid some of those pitfalls, that's what I'm going to do. And I also want to offer information from subject matter experts like Narissa in various areas that I hope will help you as you go on your different journey. And so tomorrow, make sure that you tune in to BJ Speaks on Everyday Folks Radio at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Tomorrow he's going to have a variety show, and he's going to be talking about some very important topics. You don't want to miss it. Also, make sure to tune in to A Daily Dose of K-Pop on Friday, July 8th, at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. 
interesting to learn about different cultures, and they have it all covered when it comes to Korean pop culture. 